do, 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 mayo, do, 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 mayo, do, 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 mayo, do, 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 Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say uh, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. They're back. Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Back. It's the third Saturday in September. We're here at May Supermax and Delhi in Balnalak. So that can mean only one thing. It's the Mayo are back All-Ireland Football Final Podcast Special. You've got the full team here. We've got JP, we've Fat Larry, and we've Patsy Broderick. You're very welcome to this absolute bumper Mayo are back podcast. How do? Hello there. What an occasion. Fabulous. The place is absolutely packed here, folks. We've, uh, the, the, the tickets, they went off like hotcakes. We could have probably charged an awful lot more for them, I think, in hindsight. 1951 might have been uh, a little bit cheap, maybe, if we went for maybe uh, 2006 or maybe 2013, maybe. That would have been great. We would have had a lot more on the balance. We would have been as wealthy as the Mayo GA County Board if we had done that. Crooks. Yeah, so I suppose uh, we've been looking forward to this for a long time, guys. This is why we do it. This is why we started the page in the first place, I think, for days like these. The pressure is on, I suppose, but... We've a big crowd here in Balnalak and we're ready to go. We're delighted that our uh, all our hard work has come to something in the end. We got a little uh, we got ourselves a bit of a chicken roll and a cup of tea there and didn't have to pay for it at all. So I suppose it's great, isn't it? The chicken roll is sponsored by Mace, Supermax, Balnalak, keeping your star athletes fine and fit since 2015. Yeah, so I suppose we're here. We're on the roof. We got our full panel. We got all the guests that we said we would. We're joined by Mort. We've got Enda Vardy here, we've got Patrick Holmes, we've got James Horn. they're all sitting around here, ready to go. Um, so I suppose, right lads, I suppose there's no better place that we can start here on this All-Ireland Final Podcast than uh, talking about the curse. Well, I've got the latest update on Curse Watch coming in hot off the press. I was speaking to a roadside gypsy just outside Supermax from Balnalak, and she told me a very, very interesting story that happened a couple of months ago, earlier on this season, Dublin were travelling down from Dublin to Longford to play an A versus B game behind closed doors. The game, of course, was refereed by tomorrow's ref, DJ Joe McQuillan, Dublin Joe as we like to call him. Mm. But what's interesting about this, lads, is that as the Dublin team were driving to Longford, they of course passed Balnalak. Now, I was reliably informed that they did not pay due respect to the filling station. They didn't go in, they didn't get a, as much as a coffee or even a hot chocolate muffin with ice cream. They had a complete lack of respect. And the gypsy on the day put a curse on them. And she said that no member of this Dublin squad would win an All-Ireland until every member on the Mayo squad have won an All-Ireland. So I'd be a staunchly, staunchly firm inbred believer of curses. I think it's what the GAA is based upon. And I think this curse has certainly made Mayo favourites going into tomorrow's big game. 
I'd have to agree with you 100% there. You know, I'd be, uh, I think it's fair to say at the podcast here, we're all massive believers of curses. I suppose we, uh, I actually seen the curse myself. I met him. Yeah, I met him there. I met him in Bohola one day, uh, oh, about four years ago, I'd say. So, uh, yeah, I'd be inclined to think now that the wait is probably going to come to an end this weekend. If uh, if this gypsy woman is to be believed, I think uh, it'll be uh, it'll be our year, I think. You know, it's one of those things where when we're talking about curses, we're talking to the build-up to the final. You have to talk about the red and green mist descending on the people of Mayo. And it's really been an unbelievable year for it. The towns and ditches are lined with red and green flags. Café Rua have spoken about opening up another premises. We're all familiar with their shop on Spencer Street and New Amstrom Street. But I've been reliably informed that they're now going to open up a shop on Sesame Street to keep their big bird happy. That's it's it's funny I suppose you should mention uh, Cafe Rua because I was actually in there during the week and uh, ordered myself a scone and a cup of tea with yeah no quite reasonably priced I'd have to say it was quite good but as I got to the end of my cup of tea um, I saw a, a strange uh, I suppose the tea leaves they started assembling in a funny fashion in the bottom of the cup what and at the bottom uh, it actually turned out uh, Pat Holmes's nephew Noel Kennelly was actually. Uh, present in the bottom of my teacup and he said that um, Mayo were probably going to win this game on Sunday by at least six points and he said that provided that Mayo keep the plan with them at all times and don't forget in any hotel rooms that this this year should be our year I think. It's a good sign. Yeah and I think you know I suppose this year it's probably fair to say that the the red and green mist probably hasn't descended over County Mayo as much as it has in previous years but I said I'd take a bit of a run into town there yesterday and uh, Everleys and Castlebar and I got to meet up with a few uh, well-known unwells there from around the town who uh, who all uh, feel that it's go- we're going to do it and I think uh, a lot of these people are very well-respected uh, opinions in Mayo GA. They, they might never go to a game but it'll be their opinions now that I'd take more seriously than your, your Joe Brallies or your Pat Spillans, you know. So I definitely think... Uh, Confidence is high, you know, I think uh, we're not getting as carried away as previous years, you know, but I have to say I'm absolutely 100% convinced that we're going to win and uh, if we do, I'm going to go absolutely mad, as will the whole county. So at this point of the podcast, folks, we uh, we had an interview, obviously, in last week's episode of the podcast uh, with uh, Mayo Manger, Stephen Rochford, but uh, the donkey actually rang us during the week and said that he had so much fun talking to the Mayo or back page that uh, he uh, he wanted to have another interview. So last week we had our hologram interview with Tom Parsons and, and this week we've got uh, we've got Stephen Rochford live here in Mace Supermax Balnalak. He's on the Skype machine. Stephen Rochford, you're welcome again to the Mayo or back podcast. Oh, thanks very much, lads. It's amazing to be here. And, you know, I'm absolutely under no illusions. Look at, you know, it is an amazing event to be part of the Mayo or back up for the match special. And I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Well, we're absolutely delighted to have you, Stephen. I know your your time is very precious uh, at the minute, so we really do appreciate it. I suppose we'll start off. We've been getting an awful lot of messages in here to the Mayor back page and uh, using the hashtag AskRochi. And uh, they have wanted to know who the hell is going full back this week? Oh, you know, look, it's a, it's a very tough, difficult question to be asking me. I'm absolutely under no illusions as to who will be going at full back this week. But I don't want to be giving any away, you know, any secrets in the build up to this game. You're talking about Dublin having an absolute mastermind in, in Jim, Jim Glavin. He'll yeah. be 
probably one of the best mangers of the Dublin team at the moment and oh, you know Jesus. anything I give away now at this at this particular time you know it could, could be used against me so I'm going to stick to the party line I'm going to say that Jim McConnelly is a bollocks and I've got uh, some of my old old friends and colleagues former Mayo players that are going to come out and say it in the media tonight I think a running team Stephen going through here at the page a lot of the questions uh, a lot of the questions we're getting I suppose are relating to players who aren't on the panel and we have a we have a Tweet coming in here from at uh, Neil Douglas, and he asks, "Where the hell is my place on the team? Where is he? Oh, well, look at you know, Neil. Neil is you know he's a he's a fabulous guy. He's an excellent player. He was a great man to have on the squad. But we're working with the particular squad that we have at this particular time, and we're absolutely under oh, no illusions. And, and we know we have a fine, fine, fabulous bench already. Do you know they're talking about this strong Dublin bench, but we have a fine flock of." Uh, high-flying birds on the bench that could go toe-to-toe with any of these Dublin forwards if they are to come in. And maybe even on the sideline, we'd like to see maybe Barry Moran matching up on MDMA. We might see Caelan Crow using his aerial prowess over Dermot Connolly. And we might even see David Drake sprinting up and down the line, putting the shoulder in hard into uh, Kevin McMiniman. Stephen, we've mentioned another interesting question here. In a word, Shane Nally, does he get a game? One word, please. In a word... Look, I'm absolutely under no illusions. We are very confident going into this game, but it's all about, for us, it's all about picking up two points and looking ahead to the, the matches in January. Do you know, we have our sights firmly fixed on Flanagan Park on the 6th of January when we take on GMIT in Ballinrobe, as I'm sure they have their sights firmly fixed on us. So we're looking to pick up the two points against Dublin, maybe blood some of the more inexperienced players on the team, the likes of your Kevin Boyle, um, Keane Higgins, uh, Ad, Ad, Adney Mornan, of course, and... Um, you know, we're looking to get some game time into their young legs. Well, listen, Rachi, we're not getting, uh, I suppose we're not getting too far here. So um, I think the the only other question we have here that has come in that could be of any relevance is uh, what is your favourite thing to cook? Well, you know, it's a great question. I'm a firm firm fan of the cooking myself. I've been uh, cooking up a storm in, in McHale Park in the last couple of weeks and I've even prepared one of my famous cheese boards to give to the Mayo players before they go to bed tonight. And, you know, hopefully the dreams they have this evening will lead them to glory on the pitch tomorrow. Well, listen, thanks very much for that, Stephen. And all we can say here from the Mayo or back page is the very best of luck on Sunday. And sure, look, if it doesn't work out and you end up losing your job, I'm sure you'll, there'll always be a catering job for you at uh, Julian's in midfield alongside Tom Parsons, Barry Moran and Seamus O'Shea. So uh, at this point, folks, uh, we're going to bring back in here our special guests here at Mace uh, and Supermax in Delhi in Balnalak. We're going to look ahead to the big game, I suppose. And the one part of this game, guys, that I find very interesting it's it's the it's the bit of this game that I'm looking forward to the most, and I, I just can't wait to see if Mayo start pushing the dubs on Stephen Cluxton's kickouts. Well, that's the big question. They have to either drop back and allow Stephen O'Cluxton to kick the ball to whoever he wants, or they have to push push their men. Oh, well, pushing or shoving? How do you think that the pushing will they be pushing with the two hands? Will they be pushing with the fists? What do you think? Open hand. The open hand, yeah. So I think, but de- definitely, I think. We're going to have to push up on those kickers. We're going to have to push and shove them because I think if you stand back off these dubs, they'll run all over you. You know, I think we've seen that in the past. They've got pace from from all areas of the pitch. They're very comfortable on the ball. So I think we're going to have to we're going to have to get right up in Stephen Cluxton's face. We might even have to kill him. Don't give him a second. Don't you can't let go of Stephen Cluxton for one minute. He has to be man marked, and we know who our signature man marker is. Danny Kirby. Danny Kirby on Cluxton from the first whistle to the last. Or even if we put him on Cluxton's ball boy, he could do a job for us. 
Have you ever considered I was talking to one of my uh, close associates there in the in the Mayo or back circle and they, they were wondering, should we possibly put David Clark on Stephen Cluxon? You know, I think you're talking about two of the finest goalkeepers in Ireland. They could really go toe-to-toe. You know, you're talking about a difference in styles. You're talking about Cluxton pinpointing the ball, putting it on a sixpence into his man's right into the bread basket from anywhere in the field. And you're talking from David Clark and that large instep chipping the ball out to different Mayo men all over the park. Yeah, and people might find that, uh, they might find that uh, tactic maybe a little bit radical, but I think it's definitely not as radical as some of the uh, tactical changes we've seen in terms of goalkeepers in previous years. That's for sure. Let's hope we see David Clark tomorrow for this game, and let's hope he doesn't decide to not play. It's some sort of act of retribution for how, how badly he felt last year. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say, hopefully, we'll see Steve... Uh, David Clark, should I say, in Crow Park on Sunday. And as we all know here, as we said before, he has taken 100% of Mayo's kickouts this season. Let's hope it continues that way. And I think in all quarters as well, we've been hearing an awful lot talked about in the last couple of weeks since the Tyrone game of of this Dublin bench. I find this, I find it very interesting. I, I, I don't see what's so special about this Dublin bench. I mean, I've... Uh, I spent a fair bit of time up here in Dublin over the past few years, you know, and there's nothing to write home about, really. It's just, it's a wooden bench. I mean, they, they put a bit of green paint on it there. Every, the start of every season, the teams run out and they sit on it. But, yeah, I mean, this Dublin bench, it, it's, it's, it's nothing to be feared. Look, at as far as I can see, it's another prime example of the AIG Blueskins taking in serious amounts of cash every year. I'd say the Mayo GA County Board are licking their lips with envy about the amount of money they have to put into their bench. But for me, I see it simply, plain and simply, as a cop-out by our own County Broad for not paying up the big cash and giving Mayo a really, really good bench to sit on. Like oak or mahogany or something. And I'm going to keep on this topic maybe for a minute here because I was hearing a lot of rumours there that these Dublin players, they actually don't have any jobs. They, they just, they stay in bed all day and then they get up and go training. And they've absolutely nothing to worry about because the Dublin County Broad, they come over every morning, they have their breakfast under their little platter. Jim Gavin comes, he comes to the house, he's got a little dicky bow on him and a, he, leaves the, he leaves their breakfast at their door and they have absolutely nothing to worry about. It's a disgrace. It's a number five disgrace when you consider that our Mayo players that do have jobs that are based in Dublin don't even train. So, as far as I gather, I was talking to Tony McEntee and he was telling me that they have Mayo training sessions in Mayo, which they record. And then they sent the videos up to the Dublin-based players and they watch them on their WhatsApp instead of training. I mean, how is that going to aid to a, a cohesive team performance on the day? Yeah, it's fair to say the landscape in the GA nowadays is completely lopsided. I mean, I was out there in Bravey House a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to Brendan Harrison. Now, as we all know well, Brendan is a well-known member of the fishing community in Mayo. He, uh, he gets up every morning and he goes out fishing with his uncle Fishing Parsons. And, I mean, he gets nothing easy. I mean, if he doesn't catch any fish out there on the day, you know... There's no dinner for them. So, I mean, it's fair to say this Mayo team is absolutely punching above their weight when you uh, compare the absolute, uh, I suppose, the absolute corruption that's going on. Not only are they fighting against the dubs, but they're also fighting against our own country broad. Say what you will about fishing. I hope he's able to catch a hold of Paddy Andrews and throw him into the Nally stand on Sunday. 
I think one of the very interesting, uh, one of the very interesting kind of subplots looking ahead to this game on Sunday. It's it's been talked about widely across uh, the few uh, GAA podcasts across uh, the Irish media. I must say none of them are very much good, but I think the big question on everybody's lips looking ahead to the big game on Sunday is: Will Mayo start? Kennelly. Well, as far as I can see, Dublin are thinking about doing it. And if they start Connolly, we're going to have to start Kennelly. We're going to have to put a man toe-to-toe on him. We're going to have to put a man on him of the calibre of Noel Kennelly. You know, if he can bring that form that he showed in 1997 to the pitch on Sunday, I wouldn't see why he couldn't match up against Jeremy Connolly. And it's fair to say, I think everyone has been saying about, you know, the, the magic touch that Jeremy Connolly has. He's a very good footballer in his own right. But in fairness, you have to say about Kennelly, he did manage to pull a bit of a rabbit out of his own hat there a couple of years ago when he managed to get that gig. So you'd have to say he's uh, he's well attuned, I would say, to uh, coming up with uh, the goods when it's needed. Um, are there any other changes we'd make looking ahead to Sunday? Well, just on that, I think uh, there, there's a lad completely overlooked for the entirety of the year, and that's Eddie DeHoran from um, Ackle. You know, going off fishing Parsons and and, and Brendan there, you know, he's he's a man of the of the island. He'd be able to catch plenty of fish for the team, so they wouldn't have to survive on the cheese boards. And you know, on that as well, I suppose. What else could you do? Uh, you could probably bring there's a lad there up from North Mayo. Um, to, to, was it Tommy Conroy? I think they call him Johnny Goals. Was his nickname. Johnny Goals? Yeah, yes. he was. He's Fine very football. good. Maybe, he, maybe he's another player could bring in. And you know, just on that, any player from uh, off the, I suppose the main, the main part of Ireland uh, of Mayo, you know, if they're on the peninsula or on the islands, that the curse doesn't affect them. No, I have we- to agree with Patsy there. Sorry for cutting across you. I have to agree with Patsy there. I mean, you're talking about young guys. They're fabulous young guys who have the calibre of winning in All-Ireland, you know, which our players haven't quite done at senior level. So could we start that entire under-21 team? Could we make one big change and change the squad and bring the team that won their All-Ireland against Cork last year? I think you could. I'd absolutely be all in favour of that, you know. it's a They're a fine team, great bunch of guys, you know, faced with adversity many times during that season and just managed to keep coming over it. So I suppose definitely... They've got uh, they've got the taste for winning, so I suppose if you were to to bring in Mike Solon and his boyens, I think you know, I definitely do it. You know, it's uh, some of those players now they might be under a little bit of pressure. I know Sean Conlon is playing in the All Ireland Ladies Final next week, so you know we probably have to look at that. But I think definitely I get them in. You know, Michael Hall there, serious serious footballer. I mean, Lee Merwin. You know, there's a young guy there on the under-21 team as well. Jeremy O'Connor, I don't think he's been given his, his run yet. Well, look, as you're talking about your Halls, your Connors, your your your, your Bears, or your Akrams. Your Hathieu Ruan. Who do you feel as the main guy? Give me your thoughts. Who'd be the main guy that could cause something off that team? The main guy, I think, that I would bring in off that team would have to be uh, Stephen Cohn. I think he's, uh, he's, completely, he's completely unproven at this level. As well as that, I think there's another player that I think he's got the, you know, this Dublin team, they're like nothing we've seen before in terms of their physical conditioning and their size. So I suppose one player who'd really be able to, to front up to the dubs would be uh, Fergal Boland. Let's hope he can banish the snakes this Sunday. Yep, I'd have to agree with you there. He spent the whole summer working with our good friend there up the reek, St. Patrick. So let's hope that Fergal Boland and the boys, they banish the curse on Sunday. So folks, at this point of the podcast, we uh, we received an email here, there to the page during the week. Some well-known Mayo uh, supporters got in touch with us. They composed a little bit of a Mayo song. I have to say, 
we're unanimous on this one here at the podcast. We really do like this one. We think it's going to catch on. We present to you the official Mayo Are Back All-Ireland Song of 2017. It's the ballad of Pat and Noel. Oh, Melly, how we miss you. We miss you night and day. Your joint manger ticket was preferred to Kevin Mac's day. But when you left the plan behind in the hotel that day, the players went to Ballyhane and there they had their say. You wrote in the Irish Indoor on St. Stephen's Day. You blasted our leader, Aidan O'Shea. And now we've young Ratchford, he says he's going to stay. Oh, Melly, how we miss you, we miss you night and day. No, Kennelly from Hollymount Barrymore. Pat was the minstrel's man, but in my gowner he was born. We never felt the danger when we had our joint mangers. Oh, Melly, how we miss you. We miss you every day. Wow, it's great to have those guys. The hottest Mayo anthem of the summer. Love to hear it, guys. Well done. Best of luck. And look at at this point, you know, we've been getting our feedback from all four corners of the globe. And we're going to hand it over now. We're going to throw it right over to our Korean correspondent, Asian O'Shea, who's based in Seoul. He caught up with a few locals. He had this to say. Hello to everyone back in Ireland. You're welcome here to Seoul, I have to say. Things are hitting fever pitch over here. There's red and green flags all over Seoul. I got the dart in here to Seoul City Centre here this morning. I'm just here standing beside the spire. I'm being joined by a well-known member of Korjumwayo here in South Korea, who's gonna who gave me his uh, his thoughts on the big game. Ning Jun Sao, Ning My favourite player is Stephen Duffy. He envisages all that is great about Mayo Football Club. You've obviously been to a lot of finals over the years. What do you think Mayo have got to do differently this time to get over the line? I think we need to bring on Barry Moore and Joe Cafferty. Bringing on these players will settle the team and help the fans. And finally, I think just one thing that I've been blown away by is just the sheer level of Mayo jerseys walking around Seoul. It's young children wearing Mayo jerseys absolutely every street you go on. Just for you, what does it mean for the young kids of South Korea to have a team like this to support? I think it shows everything about the history of Mayo Football Club. When I was a boy, looking back on players such as Peter Burke and TJ Kilgang, the starting 15 tomorrow know that the, the spirit of the teams of 04 and 06 stand behind them through Peter Burke and also the fans and the country board. Well, thanks very much for that. That's all here from Jones's Road here in Seoul, South Korea. We're going to throw it back to the roof of Mace Supermax in Delhi for our final predictions. Thank you very much for that, Asian. It's great to hear that the GAA is so far reaching at the moment and it's great to know that even people in South Korea and all over the world are contributing to the Mayo County Board with their Korja Mayo membership. That's going to a very, very good cause. Now, there's nothing really left to do here on top of the roof. It's getting a little bit chilly and we have to make our way up to Dublin, get up there to sample the atmosphere for the big game. So the last thing we can do here is, you know, talk around the round table and 
ask the big question. Are Mayo going to do, do, do it? Well, listen, I think we've been in this position many times before, you know. We've been here in 2016. We've been here in 2013, of course, 2012. Uh, 06? 06, you know. 04, 96. 1997? Yeah, 89. You know, it's fair to say we have, uh, we do have experience of playing in All-Ireland Finals. We've seen our fair share of losses over the past uh, two decades, you know, and all I can say is I hope that this Mayo team get over the line. I mean, they deserve absolutely nothing more. They've given everything to the to the county, to the people. We can ask nothing more from them. And just to get over the line on Sunday, I think we'd be absolutely thrilled. As part of the... I suppose I'm not in the inner Mayo GA circle, but I would be on the circumference of the, the wider trajectory arc around the circle. The circumcircle. I'm in that particular part the of the... The Venn... I'm in that particular part of the Venn diagram and from the outside looking in, you know, 1951, 1951 plus 65 equals 2017. That's a sign. That's a sign for me that we are going to do it on Sunday. It's all here. Yeah, and I think, as I suppose we, uh, our mathematicians did point out during the week, the stars are aligned. Roche's law. I mean, it's meant to be 16, the 16th man. Plus David Clark is equal to Caelan Crow. I mean, everything is set up perfectly now for this to happen. And if they do all go out and do the business on Sunday, there won't be three happier inbreds in the whole of Ireland than the three that you're listening to at the moment. This Mayo team and this journey that we've been on has been special. It's been amazing. We've loved every single minute of watching these lads. And there's nothing weird about our lads watching young lads playing football. Absolutely not. And loving them. There's no weird aspect to that at all. Mm. But we love these teams I mean you talk about guys like fabulous yeah, guys like listen guys oh, I yeah. mean you know there's there's some of the finest guys in Ireland I mean look at there I mean Fine, sure. Kevin McLaughlin you know Regan mm. Tom Parsons oh, how, yeah. how could we forget I mean these guys they're fabulous fabulous guys I mean but you know they, they want they want that medal they, they deserve it yeah I mean you know, there's not an awful lot more we can say, really, you know. I mean, we've loved every second of this journey, guys, but I think we'd be the first ones to say that we would absolutely love nothing more than for this journey to end at 5 o'clock on Sunday. And I can tell you here, folks, there'll be two men standing at the top of the steps in the Hogan stand. Myself and Killian will be up there. I'll be up beside him. I'm absolutely convinced of it. We'll see you all for the homecoming on Monday, folks. Without further ado, folks, I think it's time we reveal the winner of the big Mayo are back competition for the 2017 All Ireland final. As you all know well, you've been sending your you've been sending your answers into the question, of course, that we asked during the week. The winner of the prize, of course, it's an absolutely stunning prize. It's brought to you by Snake McElmorn there in Castlebar, of course, is a great prize. He's agreed to chauffeur you after the game. From Mace, Supermax and Delhi in Balnalak, he'll bring you all the way back to Castlebar, provided it's within a 10 kilometre radius of the Westport Road. You also have to make your own way to Balnalak, so don't be afraid to hitchhike or, you know, travel with a friend or whatever. But he'll be there to pick you up. It really is a fabulous prize. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the finest prizes, I think, that's 
probably been offered all year you know that's really what you need you know when Mayo win so it's a way home those roads are going to be absolutely they're going to be wedged so you'll be riding home in style in the back of uh, Snake Moran's uh, open top bus and I can't, I for one can't wait to join the Mayo Congo line <laughs> as it travels back from Dublin tomorrow evening now finally before we leave you we're going to have to go around the round table here and give our predictions Mystic Patsy Mayo by one hundred or a draw. Or a draw, I think. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. My prediction. Is that Larry? Yeah, I think. Listen, I'm predicting Mayo fans to invade the pitch and Shane Alley to win Gary Moore's best looking man to break the 18 year stranglehold of Endeverdi. Finally, from me, TJ, the only thing I can predict with absolute confidence is that Mayo are back. To play us out, guys, we've got a well known Irish superstar. He's the reason this page was set up and he's joined us live here in Mace and ba- in Balnalak to play the well-known Mayo song. Mayo are back. Thanks a million, guys. We'll see you in two weeks' time for the replay. Mayo, do, do, do. Every time you'll hear that cry. Bye.